Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. Hey everyone! So this week's episode of Gender Journeys does focus pretty heavily on L and I's views on capitalism and anti-capitalism, and we realized after recording it that not all of our listeners may have the context for some of the things that we say, so just in case you hear something in this episode and you want more information on it, or you feel like you fundamentally disagree with us on it and want to know how we came to those conclusions or those opinions, we're going to link a few resources in the episode description here that you can use in order to get a little bit more of that context. So without further ado, here is our Pride episode, uh, Pride Month episode of Gender Journeys. Enjoy! To gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, Elle. So, what are we talking about on the podcast this week? We're talking about some hot takes on rainbow capitalism. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Elle, has, Elle has some thoughts. I have some thoughts, too. Capitalism, I have a lot of thoughts on capitalism in general, but rainbow Capitalism specifically, I think we both have a lot of. Yeah, I'm just getting so like there are certain posts that like really start blowing up every Pride Month. Oh, which speaking of, this is our Pride Month episode. We haven't done it yet. It's halfway through June. Here we are. This is what we're doing for yeah, Pride Month. We also haven't been to Pride Parade yet, so you know. You know, we're doing our best. Mm-hmm. But there are certain posts that crop up every Pride Month that really frustrate me. One of them is. Did you know the first Pride was a riot? Like, yes. Yes, I did. I'm not I'm not interested. We have to go deeper. We have to go deeper <laughs> than that. If you didn't realize the first Pride was a riot, like, oh, I don't want to interact with you. Yeah. yeah. And it's this, a really cool tagline. It is a cool tagline, but it just misses so much of the nuance. Because then also people are like, somehow think that like, the first Pride was a parade that was also a riot that was like organized. And then it's just... Stonewall is just such an interesting mythos. I could do a whole different episode on that. And people just really flatten it when, with the whole, did you know the first Pride was a riot? And it just happens so often. That's the thing. Is I'm like, we have to advance our discourse. This has been the like woke tagline of Pride for like five years. We have yeah. to advance it. So that's part one. Part two, the other posts that I really dislike are all these rainbow capitalist posts. And I'm like... Again, we need to advance the discourse. You're right, but you're just, you're only skimming the surface and I'm not interested. So if you haven't seen all of these, there's a lot of like, don't buy into rainbow capitalism. Rainbow capitalism is bad. Companies just slap pride flags on logos and t-shirts and use it to sell to you. Right. And so that's that's the definition of rainbow capitalism. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're like unaware of what it is, or if you've seen these posts floating around, you're not entirely positive what they mean by it's larger corporations Mm -hmm. 
using gay and just like generalized queer imagery to try and appear more marketable during Pride Month. Right. To queer people. To queer people. And so like, again, this is another discourse that has been going on for five years and hasn't deepened the whole time, which has always frustrated me. And my level one response to it that I developed like five years ago in college when I heard it for the first time was, yeah, that's how capitalist societies welcome you. That's all that capitalist societies know how to do. Yeah. Mega corporations are exploiting everybody. It's a good thing that we're being exploited too, because that means we've arrived in a capitalist society. <laughs> right. And like, good thing, heavy air quotes, old take kind of like thing. But- right. But I mean, like, no, but I mean, what the fuck else does a capitalist society do if not try to exploit you? Yeah. Otherwise, it tries to murder you. So, I mean, we're on the right side of that. <laughs> right. I mean, we have the level one take on rainbow capitalism is like, well, now we're, we are a marketing demographic. Mm-hmm. Like, we can be marketed to and we can be marketed to in such a way that makes people who aren't queer think that organizations are good. Yeah. And- Which is, you know what? Like being queer friendly, being associated with being good, is that's a step in the right direction. That is a step in the right direction. So that's like level one. That's what, That was my college take like five years ago. I, I don't disagree with it. But again, if your discourse isn't advancing, if it's not changing, it frustrates me. Right. <laughs> so now I think that... I finally just, like, exploded the other day onto Josie. Not, like, in anger, but just, like, with, like, an info dump. Because, like, this whole Pride Month, my the thing that has been especially driving me bonkers is people's hate on Target. So that's going to be the center of this episode. If you or anybody you know and love has been like, oh, I hate rainbow capitalism, but, like, this Pride Collection t-shirt from Target was just so cute. That's, not, it's, that's good. Do that. Don't yeah. feel shame. That's a good thing. I think that there is a lot of those posts that I've seen as like TikToks or mm-hmm. Tumblr posts or things like that. They very much come across like they they are legitimately just framed as I know that this is bad. Like like a little disclaimer at the beginning, like oh my god, so I know that rainbow capitalism is bad and we shouldn't buy into it and it's mega corporations exploiting us. But look at how cute this X thing is. And, and so here we're gonna break down why Target is not rainbow capitalism. Here we go, or not like toxic rainbow capitalism i i think that i don't know that there's language to differentiate Mm-mm. between capitalism which is legitimately marketing towards queer people and what i think is a more critiquable version exploitive. of rainbow Cap- and exploitative which is using just gay imagery and like actively harming the queer community right so that's i think the crux that we're gonna like zoom in on there is a difference between an organization who is either queer friendly or at least queer neutral like they don't they don't have a lot of policies that negatively or positively impact queer people and is and they're engaging in rainbow capitalism that is a different situation than the companies who engage in rainbow capitalism and then take the money that they earned and all of their other money and use it to like bankroll anti-queer politicians right that's toxic and we should call that shit out however my baby target doesn't do that <laughs> right so let, let's talk a little bit about target specifically okay. because i think that that one is it's the one that a lot of this discourse is like swirling. Okay, and you know why right it's around that? Because Target's Pride collection is fucking lit, and you don't have to feel shame about that. Because here's some reasons that it's genuinely lit. First off, it generally, to my knowledge, comes in actual size inclusivity. It goes, it goes up to a decent large size. Second off, it is actually inclusive of various specific identities. It's not just a bunch of rainbows and shit. There are like pronoun pins. There are trans flags. There was an ace flag on one of their shirt, which was like a big deal in certain communities because 
ace people are also historically like barred from pride and such they have like specific identities they have cute ass shit also let's just let's Mm -hmm. acknowledge that and stuff that like actually vibes with queer fashion sensibilities yeah it's not just like t-shirts with like with rainbows on them it's like there's a button-up people who are listening to this very well may have seen it because again the pride collection slaps so people have seen this shit there's like a button-up that has swirly ice cream cones like little little swirly ice cream cone patterns and the ice cream is rainbow phenomenal that's amazing that's something that a queer person would actually want to wear yeah (laughs) and like i think i mean you Mm mm-hmm yeah, purchase. I bought those overalls. The overalls that you might have seen online. I know I've seen them online post-buying them with the rainbow uh, suspenders. Phenomenal. I own them. And so so explain why Target having these uh, things that are marketing towards queer people. Like, okay. okay, so like, first off, that already actually supports queer people. So like... This is actually a line that is not that's not aimed at like allies, and it's deeper than just like putting up some pride flags around their stores. Like it actually, it already slaps for queer people. So that's step one. Step two, Target, and I've, I've looked into this. I haven't looked into it super deeply. So like, if somebody wants to correct me, correct me. We'll put out a disclaimer in our next episode. But Target doesn't have any like anti-queer policies now i have no idea if like their insurance covers gender affirming care i have no like i'm not saying that they are specifically an incredibly trans inclusive and queer Mm -hmm. inclusive environment although they do have name tags that have like company-wide name tags that have pronouns on them Mm -hmm. so that slaps and is queer inclusive i feel like there could be details to that that involve like like regional managers may be shitty towards queer people and not reprimanded on a national level like mm-hmm. there there are probably policies 100%. that aren't great and they don't have those pronoun pins nationwide very notably they do not have them in places that target would receive backlash for having pronoun pins they only right. have them in liberal places where they would receive which again that is the rainbow capitalism that is companies only doing this when it is beneficial to them mm-hmm. but again target doesn't turn around and again as far as i know they're not bankrolling anti-queer politicians now they're a mega corporation they probably are bankrolling politicians who support mega corporations in various ways right Right. it's still capitalism that we're dealing with here if you're just anti-capitalist don't shop at target (laughs) um yeah i mean like that's the thing is target is still a mega corporation right target is still contributing to the system that we live in and that's the crux of this whole discussion like you have to be able to separate out what you're talking about because if you're just like you shouldn't shop at mega corporations yes also you have to choose your battles on that like i know some people i know i know one person in particular who refuses to give any money to the corporation of amazon any of its like subsidiaries and like so much power to him but like that is not a battle that I am currently able or willing to engage in because I'm out here surviving capitalism too. And sometimes I need a cheap ass something to be delivered to me in two days by Amazon. And like, that's just the world I live in. Yeah. So anyway, back to Target. Something that I think is also often missing from the whole rainbow capitalism discussion is the fact that there are still people in this country and other countries, queer people, who feel like nobody could ever support them. Right. That's still an, that's still an experience. Um, yeah. Go on. I, I was going to say, I think that, that is actually a very big point here mm-hmm. that also plays into this idea of, is your company just like slapping pride colors on your logo or is your company 
being visible with their queer support. Right. And so like, I think so something that like, this is very depressing, but very true. So I worked in education for um, a long time. And there are still studies that are still churning out statistics that nobody's listening to about um, the precipitous decline in suicide rates of young queers. Mm-hmm. This is like K through 12 queers. If there's one adult in the building who is outwardly supportive of LGBTQ plus rights, that doesn't even have to be somebody that the student has interacted with. But truly from like the data what you can like kind of extrapolate is just the concept of knowing that somebody would be there for them once they are able to come out or once they're able to present the way that they want to or whatnot just knowing that there is the possibility that somebody could support them is i mean truly the difference between life and death for some students still in this country like we're not talking about like a different that's in the u.s right right and i think that queers in super liberal circles forget that sometimes forget how powerful like having a pride flag in a classroom could be or Mm -hmm. again having a pride flag like flying outside of your local bank or a pride flag at target right and i think that that's the thing is this is not to make the logical leap that rainbow capitalism will save the baby queers no that's not that's not what's happening here because there's a big difference between a mega corporation being outwardly visibly supportive and somebody who can actually emotionally support you. Right. But it was really not that long ago that a company was taking an actual real like risk mm-hmm. in just putting a rainbow t-shirt somewhere mm-hmm. or like declaring that they were supporting pride. Like right. it sucks that there are some really toxic aspects to this thing mm-hmm. and like some of the marketing around like the mega corporations that show up at pride parades and have whole ass floats. Yeah, and terrible. Like, Although sometimes they're bankrolling the pride pl- parade also. Sometimes they pay to do that and that bankrolls the rest of the pride parade. So again, like ask questions. It's nuanced. It's and, nuanced. And I think that it is something to be said that Target is pan-US. Like mm-hmm. there's a, there's Targets in most And all cities. of them have the pride collection. Not all of them have the pronoun pins, but all of them have the pride collection. Right. And Target gets a lot of publicity around the fact that they have the pride collection, which is really great for Target's bottom line, I'm also, sure. Also, on that, on that note, at this point, if you go into a Target and you try to buy any of the pride collection things that I just mentioned, they're going to be sold out. Like, right. the queers, as much as we talk about rainbow capitalism, also fucking flock to Target. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is like, and this just occurred to me, but it also gives the capacity for allies, parents, mm-hmm. support figures to go out and purchase so- mm-hmm. something to show their support for their child. Mm-hmm. Which or is their, huge. Like, or their niece or nephew or like loved ones. And like, makes it easy and like accessible to do that. Right. It's like Because you could always do that, but like right. it's easier if it's like at your local Target and feels safe for you. Right. Like if you're just walking through a Target and you're not maybe like, I mean- Maybe you're not really on your radar that it is currently Pride Month Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And as you walk through, you look and it's like, have Pride. And then there's like this big section that has all this rainbow stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have a niece that -hmm. I don't talk to, but I know she's gay. And (laughs) you go and you buy your niece a rainbow t-shirt. And like, maybe your niece is kind of like, I don't really need a rainbow t-shirt. But like, it's it's nice. Yeah. You can like... Yeah. And I think that... So I also... We're a little bit into podcasts. We've been very pro uh, rainbow capitalism so far. So before we lose any listeners to that hot take, (laughs) I do want to make the 
the the distinction. The reason that I'm so pro-target specific type of rainbow capitalism is because again, it's not it's not actively harming queer people behind the scenes. Lots of rainbow capitalism is. So there are two companies that we did some actual research on to make sure that we're not just like throwing people under the bus. And saying shit. But two examples of like truly toxic rainbow capitalism are AT&T and Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the the reason for that is AT&T, for one, has done a lot of rainbow pride branding. They and- like change their logo. They have advertisements that have rainbows on them. You can also often tell when it's places that just their advertisements become rainbow colored. Notice Target. I mean, they probably have pride collection ads, but like they also their merchandise changes to right. be inclusive. Whereas AT and I mean, they can't make the internet gay, but <laughs> yeah, it's already pretty damn gay. But AT and T, the reason that that is inherently toxic, and I can link an article for this uh, just to kind of support this. They donate millions of dollars a year to anti-gay politicians. Yes. You know all the anti-trans legislation that's happening right now? It's being bankrolled by companies like AT&T. Right. And to, on your public face, say like, the gays, right, my dudes? And then in your back lanes be like, but also we are going to bankroll these politicians because it's good for business to have this like division. Yeah. Like, Terrible. Horrible. Truly. Because, again, there's a difference, and we don't like to talk about it because we'd like to be, like, if you're not, if your healthcare isn't trans-inclusive, if you are not, like, if pronoun pins are not universal, if we like to have, like, if you're not doing the most, you're being toxic, which I hear you, but there is a difference between neutrality and maliciousness, mm-hmm. and Target hits neutrality to neutrality plus, slight plus. Whereas AT&T hits all of the notes of malicious. And that's like, those are distinctions that are worth looking into, especially when you want to engage in the pride collection because it slaps. Right. (laughs) Right. And I mean, I think that's the thing is capitalism as a system is Mm -hmm. not very good for humans Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, we'll talk about some, if you really just want to dodge all this rainbow capitalism, but also want some pride this June, I got you. We'll, We'll get to that. Yeah. But there are certain companies that are actively harmful or actively dismissive of queer people and the queer community. And then there are some that are like, yeah, we have acknowledged that, you know, this is a marketing niche and Mm -hmm. we can fill it. And then they do it in a way that is like not terrible. Doesn't Target also donate a lot of its... Yeah, so Target donates a lot of its pride profits to, I don't know the organization super well, but I did hear another like social media figure who I trust say that the organization is pretty good. So like, I I don't have that information firsthand, but secondhand, I can tell you that they donate to a um, nonprofit that is like supporting the queers. And oh God, this is a whole nother issue. I have a lot of thoughts on the nonprofit and philanthropy industry in general. So I'm always skeptical of nonprofits and philanthropies, but they do, they donate a lot of their proceeds from specifically the pride collection or maybe they're just proceeds from june that might be a little bit easier for them to figure out but they donate a lot of it to this pride organization that i believe is aimed at 
supporting young queers. Right. And like, and that sort of thing is a lot better than donating millions of dollars to anti-gay politicians. Exactly. And we mentioned Disney, and I don't want to get it looped in to think that Disney is donating money to anti-queer politicians. I don't have any evidence to support whether or not that is true. However, there was a large backlash against the, the way that Disney engaged in pride-based marketing because they used a lot of their cishet cartoon characters <laughs> to be like, we are all prideful this month. And it's- Also, their cishet, also Mickey Mouse, who, if you don't know, is based on blackface. Look that shit up. Yes, very important. <laughs> so um, not just cishet, but cishet and rooted in racism, which like, oh God, when I tell you a lot of Disney is... A lot of Disney is, y'all. A lot of Disney is is based on And they have done really great stuff, too. Moana slaps. Like, this shit's complicated. I mean, this shit is complicated, but I think that one of the very strong arguments that was made was by a former creative at Disney Mm -hmm. and, like, several that came out to kind of support this message around the fact that people in Disney Mm -hmm. at all levels of their entertainment, like, from their television programs to their movies to probably their, like, just all novelization like everything they do they people have been trying to put queer representation and it is universally either reduced or just completely cut for like family values reasons Mm -hmm. by disney creative executive and And like and disney i think so we wanted to show these two different companies well three if you include target but two exploitative ones because they're exploitative in very different ways right and i think that also disney is so complicated that like we're not getting into all of it. We're just talking yeah. about this one niche of Disney because, like, Disney is also such an old organization. They <laughs> Disney is an organization that it's extremely worth looking into the history and what foundations they come from because they are rooted in a lot of a lot of the models for their characters and for their entertainment systems come from minstory, which is blackface, which is blackface. And though, but they have also, if when you dig into it, they're often like relatively not ahead of the times, but with the time for their moment. They're often like, again, Moana slaps, like things like Soul, like they're genuinely making racially inclusive and culturally inclusive things right now. Is that with the times? Are they like five to 10 years behind? Yes. <laughs> but like their interaction with what is currently socially acceptable is incredibly interesting to look into just because they're so old and they've been so popular for so long that they've been through a lot of it and you can criticize disney's monopolistic practices Mm, how they have manipulated the copyright we're not talking about anti-capitalism this episode because we're talking about rainbow capitalism specific types of capitalism capitalism is still bad we're talking about pride month it's pride month we're not talking about we're not being anti-capitalist here. Right. We are, but we're not. We're, we're not diving into the anti-capitalism. Yeah. So I just want to give that plug for Disney because Disney is just like a really interesting case study in a lot of things. But creatives from Disney, to Josie's point, have come out and been like, they're su- suppressing queer themes. Yeah. And so that means they are being harmful to the queers. Right. And so if nothing else, it is very helpful to be mindful of how these corporations are interacting with the queer community on like an actual level, not just what their PR team cooks up for us. Mm -hmm. Another very brief example I'll touch on. There's been some criticism of PayPal 
Yeah. Because PayPal doesn't let you change your name unless you get a court order. And they also just like, I mean, it's a fucking, it's an, it's a, it's an app. They could have, let you have a screen name, but they don't. They display your legal name. Yeah. And like, I've, I've personally interacted with that. It does suck. There's mm-hmm. no way to change it. I actually have a screen name, but it never refers to me by my screen name. It only ever refers to me by my legal name. Which sucks, especially for like small queer artists mm-hmm. and uh, specifically small trans artists who are trying to, you know, sell their art. And often that has to go through PayPal. And they can't because, you know, seeing their dead name hurts yeah. their soul. Yeah. And so just be aware of not just the public face that a company is putting out, because they're always going to put their best face forward. But yeah. be aware of what they do kind of behind the scenes. But also be to open to it not being the worst thing ever. Right. Another quick plug that I'll do is Starbucks. Starbucks doesn't get a lot of hate for rainbow capitalism, which is lit. I don't know if that's because they don't really engage in rainbow capitalism or because people know that they're actually an incredibly queer inclusive company. Their health insurance does cover HRT mm-hmm. and it covers, I, I think it covers some surgeries, which is lit. So like there are companies out here who are mega corporations and again mega corporations have their whole own set of issues that are super toxic i'm sure starbucks and target are doing things behind the scenes that we would not agree with as the anti-capitalist household that we are but it happens not to be anti-queer things yeah so that changes at least how you interact with them on a queer level right we live in an incredibly complex society and like it benefits you to take the time to actually dig into these things yes but so then now let's say that you do dig into those things Mm -hmm. and you you like you look at Target and you're like, yeah, they're pretty cool, but they are a mega corporation. They do some other shady stuff. And you're like, I definitely don't want to support X, Y, and Z company. What can you do if you do want some Pride merch? Like, what, what can we do this Pride month? Yo, buy a Pride merch from queer artists. Yeah. Small, small businesses. Like, first off, also, if you just have small businesses around you that happen to be selling Pride merch, whether or not they're queer owned, small businesses are slap. Go yeah. support them. Support your small businesses, your local uh, businesses. Yeah, I mean, like if, if they're selling the crappiest screen printed rainbow T-shirts, ten out of ten, I'd, I'd buy it. I mean, buy honestly, it, show cut them it up. that it works. Yeah, like, cut it up. Like it's gonna be great. But also, there's lots and lots of queer owned places online. You can both find queer owned places that are specifically trying not to like only sell queer shit. There's lots of queer owned clothing designers who like want to make gender inclusive clothing that isn't like slathered in rainbows for people who just want to exist, want to exist. And also like, you know, don't want to have dysphoria every day, but also don't necessarily want to look like they're at a pride march, right? (laughs) which is so valid. There are also tons of queer creators who are creating very pride march appropriate slathered in rainbows shit. You can literally just Google like queer owned fashion companies. The shit's going to be more expensive than you want it to. That's always just the bottom line about supporting um, small businesses is like you're actually paying for goods and services as opposed to at mega corporations where you're paying for Things that probably have roots in exploitation somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, your shirt may be $50 as opposed to the 20 it would be at Target. Which does stink. I mean, like, and not everybody can do that. Exactly. We're all out here trying to survive capitalism. But if that's, like, a battle that you're choosing this Pride Month, fucking go for yeah. it. And if you can't afford it, but you do really want to wear a rainbow t-shirt to your family reunion just to stir up some shit. We love it. Then go to Target and buy one of their shirts. Because, right. like... It- yeah. Or make your own. Also, making your own Pride merch is, like, always an option that's, I feel like, super overlooked in our... That's a good point. Like, you can, I mean, you can learn basic embroidery. It's pretty easy. You can just buy some fabric paint from Michaels. Is Michaels another mega corporation? Yes. Look. It just, it's... <laughs> exactly. You gotta, you gotta choose your battles. You gotta pick your battles, and you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh-huh. 
But as long as you're doing it mindfully, as long as you actually are looking into these organizations mm-hmm. and determining like, okay, is this organization just paying lip service to the queer community or are they actively trying to, to undermine our basic human rights? Right. Like, or actively trying to erase us from their broader reaching things and only in their like very narrow social media advertising channels are they although that reminds me of another hot take that i have on this whole topic there's a lot of memes there are so many memes going around about organizations lots of organizations who have like pride logos that they put on like their twitter account in the u.s and like canada and like a couple other pride friendly places but then if you look up their twitter accounts that are for like non-pride friendly countries they don't have their pride logo on them it's illegal in some of those countries like we can't like these companies are not our foreign policy like we can't ask we can't hope that these mega corporations are going to be like the face of progress that's not how they are and they shouldn't we don't we don't want to look to our companies to be our ambassadors of culture like that is not that is such a deeply rooted capitalism concept and it's not what we should be doing like look at whether or not fucking biden is talking about queer issues to those countries like we have a government for a reason and they're supposed to be our ambassador of culture are they great at it no but like at least we should remember who's supposed to who we're supposed to be holding accountable for this and like in theory the government is the one that we actually elect to do that right sort of ambassadorship we didn't elect the, the companies right and like like you can vote with your dollar and whatnot although again vote with your dollar is a deeply rooted capitalist concept that i disagree with but that would be a whole other episode but, like, really think about why you expect these companies to be going into places that it could be illegal or they could be completely boycotted and bankrupt for putting a rainbow flag in their Twitter handle. Also, think about why that's that important to you. But, like, they aren't meant to be our ambassadors. Right. Do you want them to be our ambassador in any other context? Like, I wouldn't. Like, I I see this often for, um, is it Bethesda? The, the gaming company. Yeah. I just, that's the one that I often see it for because, like, it's like they're like Saudi Arabia Twitter doesn't have a pride flag in it. And I'm like, yeah, that's because gay people are still locked up there. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, once again, it is just, it's complicated. There's nuance to it. And it does, re- it does require a critical reading that does not make for a good tweet. I mean, not yeah. not to like be like our generation is so bad with social media, but like, but like Twitter isn't really conducive to having these long right. conversations. Podcasts, on the other hand, podcasts, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd bring that up because again, like, so much of this is rooted in like the expectations that we set for our companies because we think our companies are supposed to be like the churches on a hill, like they're supposed to be the beacons of hope, and like, oh boy, is that mm-hmm. a capitalist thing that like maybe we should just divest ourselves from and be yeah. like. Company like companies are inherently terrible. Like if you don't want to engage in rainbow capitalism, the ideals that lead you to not want to engage in rainbow capitalism almost certainly also say that you shouldn't engage in capitalism. And not engaging in capitalism is borderline impossible in this society. Yeah. You have to have so much privilege in order to not. So like let yourself buy the pride t-shirt that fucking slaps and like make sure you're not donating to place or you're not, not giving your money to places that actively are bankrolling the anti-trans legislation that's currently happening in the u.s really just 
in Pick all things. Pick your battles. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Make a mindful choice. Making a mindful choice is probably the best that the average layperson can do at this juncture with mm-hmm. the information you have available to you. Right. And, and don't beat yourself up if you make the wrong choice. Like if you're like, oh, shit, my internet comes from AT&T and I was happy to see that they had a rainbow pride flag. All right. Like, I mean, there's lots of places in this country where AT&T is the only internet you can access. So like, yeah, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. <laughs> I think people really just come down on this like binary of like either you make the decision to not interact with rainbow capitalism or you are a bad person. And like that, it's just so much more nuanced. It's, it's just so much, so more, much nuanced. more nuanced. And that's that's also another capitalist thinking is that you have all of this free choice because capitalism but like within the system if we're getting into anti-capitalist now yeah i was about to say this episode is really hard for josie and i we like really we have lots of deep thoughts on this i think that the the bottom line here is again do your research make mindful decisions possibly the most mindful decision you could make is to find a small queer artist we'll link a couple in yeah our- i'll definitely we can re- link a couple of fashion brands specifically and then mm. a couple of my favorite like queer artists just in general in case you just want general like stickers and enamel pins and stuff yeah i will admit they are very much gender expansive oriented because that's just the research i've done so if you're looking for like specifically gay or ace pride like you can do you can definitely do the research i just want to admit that mine are gender expansive i mean like welcome to gender journeys right exactly (laughs) i was like trying to find a lesbian pride flag in all of my my specific queer like small business owner stuff and i was like Oh boy, I can't find any. All of this is like non-binary and trans law. <laughs> yeah. So. so that if you are stuck and you are trying to figure out the best way to move forward this Pride Month, wherein you can pad out your closet with some cool Pride gear, but you also don't want to support even Target, even if Target is kind of cool in like some ways, mm-hmm. go ahead. Check we got out some you. of these shops. We got you. We got you. All right. So I think that's where we're going to wrap it up this week on Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. Happy Pride Month, y'all. Go out Woo! and get yourself some cool rainbow gear. It Hell is, yes. It is the season for it. Tis the season. Tis the season. And as always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Bye, y'all. And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Music for Gender Journeys composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash gender journeys. We hope to hear from you soon.